is my uncle. He choked me to death. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. So what? What's wrong with being sexy? <laughs> Hello and welcome. That's right. That's how I'm starting the show. Timer went off. The show must go on. Here we are. It's me, Joseph E. Fresh, 20 and 21. We are down a man this week. Um, uh, I think he really took that uh, orca comment to heart, I guess. I think he did, man. He is, he is really, I mean, I, I think that really uh, touched a nerve. I have never, uh, short of like World War II stuff, I've never seen him uh, repeat, you know, be this uh, obsessed about something. <laughs> So do you think he's taking a day off to, like, gather his thoughts? Or is he taking a day as, like, a quiet quitting for one day to try to show you I think the man? That's right. It's quiet quitting. I think it's quiet quitting. And I love about quiet quitting is I, I'm like, I've been quiet quitting all my life. I didn't know that was the term for it. but Yeah. I, I, that, ever since I got my first responsibility of any kind, whether been, I was paid or not, I was yeah, quiet quitting right quiet, off the bat. I've been, I've been quiet quitting since that first lawnmower job. I was like, the worse I do, the more likely I am to get fired. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It seems to me that uh, I'm never being appreciated as I should. No. So I'm just gonna just not I've do never, as much as you think I should. I have never got the wages that I thought I deserved. No. Still don't. No, fact. that's just it. Still don't. Um, hey, that's the doc. That's the good man, Doc Woolridge, over there. Uh, how's it going? What's we're going on? We're talking, of course, about the orca himself, the shark. <laughs> the great white orca. The great white orca. <laughs> I believe Ted Nugent wrote a song about him, right? And that one is the great white orca. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably how he wants to kill it, I'm guessing. I don't know what else. Absolutely. I don't know why he else he'd be to kill it and wear it. <laughs> and eat it. Unless it's underage, and then he oh, wants to adopt it. And then he wants it to so adopt can, it so he can marry it. <laughs> I'm coming in hot, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I like I'm that. fired up. Yeah, him the and The Supreme uh, Court made some rulings, and I'm fired up. Ah, yes. Yes. The old uh, Court of the Land made some rulings. Yeah. Not, uh, not too cool. <laughs> Not too cool. I got some rulings for them. Um, I do too. We have some things to talk about this week. Like I said, uh, Shark's not here. Uh, he's got, I don't know, he might be back down south of the yeah. equator. He doing may be, some of that's that, what I'm uh, saying. He may be equator working. You know yeah. what I mean? We can never tell with him. Since he's not here to defend himself, I will say, you know, I really have always thought orcas are pretty cool. I thought they were like the coolest thing going. So still I not, too. Still I've always sure. loved them. Still not sure why I took that. I guess because he's shark and I didn't think about the fact that he's his name's shark. He is the shark. He is the shark. And uh, the shark's only real enemy is the orca. So I, I guess it really so is, I guess, like, is on me. elevating his enemy is really <laughs> Like he took for you know he's like Michael Jordan and I took that shit personal. Yes, I took that personally. That's right. I don't know about me, but I just I took that personally. Yeah, I'd be like telling Michael Jordan that he'll never be cool as a piston. Yeah. <laughs> you you will never be as good as Isaiah Thomas. Oh, I'm sure that would go over well. Yeah. yeah. Since he openly admits he hates Isaiah yes. Thomas, like yes. to this day, 
You'll he never still hates Isaiah yeah, Thomas. To this day, yeah. You'll never be cooler than a knickerbocker. <laughs> what? <laughs> they weren't even they weren't even in competition in the nineties. They were they were in the towards the end there in the Eastern Finals, they actually were because Spike Lee has often That's talked right. about how right. brutal it was being a Knicks and he's like, We were finally good. But we had to go up against the Bulls every time with yeah. Jordan. <laughs> oh, man. I can uh, remember the uh, – never mind. I, I'm about got in trouble talking about one of their players, <laughs> so I'm just going to shut up before I go there. <laughs> about one of the Knicks. Oh, I just say he had an interesting uh, feature on his face. <laughs> that used to amaze me. He got a lot of oxygen to those lungs. Let's say that. Um, I think you know who I'm talking about. Uh, I watched uh, uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies the other night. Finally got to it. And uh, A24, uh, if you want to pay for just mundane, run-of-the-mill crap scripts, uh, guess what? I'll take that money and actually give you a good one. (laughs) How would that be, A24? (laughs) Because uh, you've been just in the dog shit lately. Uh, I don't think you've put out anything decent in a while. You've got too full of yourself. And that movie is a complete waste of money. The only reason it got made was because somehow it got to Pete Davidson, I guess. And he said he would do it for some reason. Yeah. he's a little yeah. whore. Um, and, uh, yeah, awful, awful, awful. The most mid, below mid crap movie I've seen in a long time. And the fact that you paid for A24... Tells me where you're going. And once again, though, if you're going to pay that money to a writer, maybe uh, not even me. Maybe just pay one that's good. Maybe just pay one that has some original ideas. Um, Because that was your thing, I thought, A24, was that you had original ideas. And you weren't just going to put out the same crap that everybody else puts out. But you are absolutely putting out the worst crap. You're, I would actually rather watch Shark of the Corn, some you know <laughs> crap $200,000 budget sci-fi movie, than watch one of your movies right now. Because at least they know they're in the mud. They now, understand. Now, which is the movie you watched by them? It's called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. It's on... Uh, okay, I haven't even heard that. Because I'm on their website, so I was just kind of looking at what's going on with them. And, like, for instance... They have a movie coming out soon that I've been kind of paying attention to loosely. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called The Iron Claw. Yep. Yep. And it's about um, the Von Ericks, the wrestlers, you know, who did The Iron Claw. Zach Efron stars in it. Okay. I, I thought that sounds like a really cool story. It's it someone does. who grew up watching the Von Erich family wrestle. It does um, very much. To and me, then, yeah. of course, they have a Stop Making Sense documentary thing coming soon. Uh, oh, talking it, Heads. Well, you know I love Talking Heads and I love Stop Making Sense, but what? Why? Are right? They, are they making a documentary well, that, about? Oh, the movie? it's new, I, no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's newly restored to 4K. That's that's it. kind of what okay, I think. It's the concert. That sorry. It's the concert thing yeah. of that. But you I, know, like I already I went own back it. here. Yeah, and same. And I'm scrolling through here, and I'm like, you know, okay, I saw Pi. Um, I saw yep. the whale. Yep. Um, I saw God's creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything or everything everywhere oh, well, once I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the um, best. That's probably their the best. The tragedy movie. of Macbeth. I still need to watch. I still need to watch that one. It's uh, but, you know, the Green Knight. If you want uh, to, I tell you what. If you uh, put it, uh, here's what you should do. Um, one night when you can't sleep and nothing is working, go ahead and put on the tragedy of Macbeth, and you'll be asleep in about four minutes. Okay. Okay. 
Um, because Uncut I love Gems the Coens. Good. Uncut Gems is good. I love the Coens. Co- the Cohen. The Cohen. I love both of them equally. Right. Whatever. Um, I know people love their Shakespeare, um, but that movie was trash. I don't. I don't care right. what anybody says. It was black and white, one to one. A bunch of fog and a black set. People in front of black walls with fog. Pretty much that movie. Got Denzel. I guess it's worth it to see Denzel spouting out. Uh, well, and, we shouldn't even um, say that word. What do we? What should we call this movie? Because I feel bad. I've said it a few times now. Uh, the Scottish play. The Scottish play. Oh yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. To see, uh, to see Denzel it, spouting out the Scottish play, <laughs> the old bard. What's himself. her name? She's in it too. That I love the woman, Frances uh, McDormand. Yes, she, I mean she's, she's great. Okay, here's course, a question for you. Because I know you like to see as much as possible, whether it's genius or shit show. You yeah, try to watch everything. I love it. Did you watch The Lighthouse with them? Because I heard it was so good. And I've, I've stared at it so many times. The Lighthouse. You know, yeah, it's um, Willem Dafoe oh, and, and uh, um, uh, Robert Pattinson. Well, yes, of course. That's Black my, and white. That's my boy uh, that directed The Northman. And, uh, okay, so the you, Witch. did you like it? I did like it. I liked it very much. It's not a movie I would go back. It's not something I would put on very often. I haven't put it on. I own right. it, but I haven't put it on a lot. It's so interesting, and the performances are so great. I think it's what got Robert Pattinson uh, Batman. Honestly, um, if you right. watch, it, you, right. I mean, he has sex with a mermaid at one point. Right. Sp- spoiler alert: There's a mermaid, and you see her mermaid <laughs> vagina. It's weird. Uh, uh, but yeah, I love I love his movies. Uh, so yeah, I like it. Oh, and they did they did Moonlight. I loved it. Oh, yeah. like, to, I'm going through. I know not I, to mention. Uh, I'm sorry, going through well, no, it, I was going to yeah. say also I loved uh, the Lighthouse movie because he actually used lenses. He went back and found the director went back and found lenses from the time, and that's why it has oh. a very specific look to it. I'm telling you, man. I like that. He does not mess around. He's only made a few movies, but they have all been dynamite. So. By the way, one last movie I want to bring up on this list that I'm still... I don't know why I can't bring myself to watch it, because it seems like I should totally be into it, and it's mid-90s. I can't watch it um, either. I've, I've uh, and, I, and I don't know why, because that's our, that's our time period. I, think, I feel like well, I would I'll be you, so locked into this. I looked up... Uh, because I'm writing a, a 90s thing right now, and um, I wanted to look up its soundtrack to make sure I wasn't listening to what the soundtrack is for it. Because I listen to soundtrack, right. I listen to playlists when I write, and I have a very specific like mid '90s to '96 playlist I listen to. Sure, um, <clears throat> and I hated the playlist from it. One of the reasons I haven't watched it, I, I looked at the playlist for the movie, and I was like, "Ugh, well, this isn't my '90s. This is this isn't the '90s I grew up in. This is some inner city kids '90s." Um, okay. Or not inner city, some suburb kids '90s that I did not relate to, um, and he was young when I was not. He, he, it's like a child in the '90s. See, that's what I thought is like. The 90s. So, right, and yeah. I had heard that there's some older brother stuff that's in this, and I thought mm-hmm. like that would be more our speed. But I, I think that's part of it. It's like if he's going to be like ten years old. When I'm like 20, 20 I don't yeah. know how much I'm going to relate to yeah. this. Yeah, and that's what it looked like to me. I think I even tried to watch it. I think I, I'm pretty yeah. sure I put it on for... I often have things in the background that are on when I'm writing that I'm sure. not watching. The turn down. I'm pretty sure I put it on for a while, and nothing ever looked interesting enough that I was like, i got to see this. But if I remember right, it's just like a young kid who 
has sex with a girl and kind of weasels his way into it and brags to his friends. I, I don't know. It was just very... Oh, it was not not very interesting to me. I guess is what I what okay. I say. But uh, anyway, off uh, off about ni- about bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, a podcast I love called the uh, the Rewatchables. They did uh, this is the end this week was their movie, um, which okay. cued me to rewatch this is the end, which I've always enjoyed. Um, and they were talking about how they thought it was the last uh, last great comedy. Um, so like adult comedy or just yes, comedy? Just the last great, I guess, just great, just comedy. I think. Um, okay. And basically, that gang broke up, and they talked about something that I found very interesting. Is uh, which I had want to add to it is that um, it seems like every other every generation had their gang of comedic people that made right. movies. So back in the day, way back in the day, you had the Smothers Brothers show. Right. So many people that were writers on the Smothers Brothers show. I think it's like Mel Brooks, uh, Funkhauser, um, other a bunch of other names you would know. Uh, right. They, they came from the Smothers Brothers, and they made the comedy of the day up into, uh, what, early... Uh, you, I mean, before that, you had like Franken... What is it? Frank and Miller? Frank, Frank and Mira? <laughs> Whatever. Like the old comedy yeah, acts. Yeah, yeah. But then you got SNL. Right. Uh, and then SNL brought this whole new group of people that were making funny things. So then you had uh, the Caddyshack and the Animal House. And, right. Uh, Doug Kenny. Blues Brothers. The Blues and... Brothers. Yeah. And then uh, uh, the 80s, you had like Steve Martin um, and, and that group of guys. And Bill Murray were still making movies. So that was your comedy movies. And then in the 90s, it was still kind of an SNL-driven uh, Yeah, because you have Mike Myers doing you stuff. Myers, Chris you got Farley, Farley doing you stuff. Got Adam Sandler, who's still, Sandler is huge. still making movies. Um, you got all of those guys. Uh, but, but then you start getting some indie funny guys like Kevin Smith. Um, right. Uh, a group of, but what, what I'm saying is it seems to be like it's a group of friends or a group that is somehow acquainted with each other um oh also in the early 2000s you have like the ladies of snl you have tina and amy yes yes and they're making great movies and bridesmaids great stuff yeah Mm -hmm. um and then you get the apatow seth rogan jonah hill group right and basically what they were saying is that after that group there has not been another one um but what i think is interesting is that I my group is now all in podcasts. Short of right. short of Tim Robinson, I think you should leave, and maybe a couple other shows. My funny group of guys is Comedy Bang Bang guys, or right. the How This Get Made guys, um, because. Yeah, but first of all, do you agree with is this is the end is the, is the last you know, the, funny movie or big well, com- big do, comedy? I just I wanted to, yeah, no, I'm with you. I just wanted to throw in one little thing that's not a but; it's an and. Okay. Um, do you Improv, remember, baby? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Do you remember the show, um, the state? That was oh, yes, on MTV. Absolutely. Big podcast. I loved it. Thing. I thought yeah. it was genius. And I love how since then, 
the actors on that keep popping up in places and doing things, and they've been in and out of comedies. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Thomas Lennon ends oh, up yes. in. Um, well, that's a good example. He plays this great role of uh, like a gay guy in. Um, I love you, man. Which oh, is yeah, an yeah, avatar yeah. kind of vehicle. Yeah, you know he's in that. And Reno. Then, uh, this this comedy. Yes, Reno. And then Holden and I fell in love with Jay Brown. Got us to watch this show, and we still watch it in reruns to this day. It's Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. And, uh, I've been uh, wanting. Boyle I've been wanting to is from start. that show. Oh, dude, it is so good. You will love I, it. it. Here's is so the thing: good. is I've caught episodes in passing, and I always have been impressed and laughed at them. But I can never get myself to start it from the beginning. Do you know? Um, and I, will. I didn't watch it forever. Is because I have never been a huge fan of Andy Samberg. Oh, I like Andy. And yeah, it's not that it's not that I don't like him. I've just never been a fan. And what's so great is he's good in it. But the supporting cast is incredible, and the yeah. guy who plays the captain is, to me, the scene stealer of the show. He oh from Homicide. I that uh, show what's his name? Yes, yeah, he was. The uh, chief I can't think of his name, but he is Jesus. He is large. But um, they have characters from um, Reno and the state. They pop up in and out of the show as guests. Oh, that's great. Even though the one guy was a star on it. Um, so I'm just saying, like that mid '90s independent stuff. They made their way into these groups and some of their own stuff. Yeah, but and they you're had, right. Outside they were on of television. these groups, yes, outside of these groups, I, I don't know who's doing comedy anymore. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And I, you and I were talking a little bit before we got on air. Um, I can't even think of the last great adult comedy. Mm-mm. That that was a real showstopper, you know. That everybody was like, "No, oh my yeah, God, you yeah, gotta yeah. see this." There's been a couple. Um, I but really they're, can't. But they're there like, has been, but I, I can't watched. Think of no, them. no. I'm just saying. There's been a few movies that I was like, "Oh, this is great," I, but and then no one else watched it. <laughs> like right. you know, like Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar or whatever that movie was. Really, right. really funny movie. Nobody watched it, so you can't really say that that's a um, successful comedy by any means. Um, there was one that no. was like Tag that had a bunch of people in it, but it didn't. So once again, I don't think that many people watched Tag. Uh, right. And like the Hangover, Hangover movies was a group, but they went to crap after one, really. Um, right. So yeah, it's it's. Uh, but when I think of like my funny guys right now, I think of Ackerman, PFT from Comedy Bang Bang. I think of how this get made. Um, I kind of go straight to uh, my podcast guys, which some of them are now making movies, which is fun. Right. But, uh, but I did want to talk about, well, yes, well, I do love, I'm telling you, man, please check out uh, I Think You Should Leave on Netflix. It's uh, Okay. Just, just try the first episode. If the first, if you don't like the first episode, you won't probably won't like any of it. But there's a sketch. Just make it into the sketch about Acorn TV being canceled. Oh, no, because my grandma loves her Acorn TV. Well, it's, it's like literally a commercial that's like, have you heard? You might be losing Acorn TV. <laughs> and if you, don't, if you don't like laugh, laugh, laugh at that first sketch, then uh, you won't like the rest of it. But It's but not I, for me, right? I got gotcha. Yeah, but I cannot. I, I've, I've watched all three seasons. I I think twice now. I just put them on the background type of thing. I showed some to our uh, our friend Cop uh, one night, and uh, he was crying, laughing as well. Okay, <laughs> so, okay, that's a good recommendation because he's a hard know, sell. This is why I love it. It is not. It's Conan O'Brien style humor. 
It's not punching up. It's not punching down. It is punching inward. It is. Right. It is. Can you believe how effing stupid this is? <laughs> like, it is like the stupidest stupid you could go. Um, okay, so I just looked it up for a second, and Tim Robinson, I see who he is now. The fa- I didn't know the face. He's become a huge TikTok meme. Oh, yes. You sure is. about that? You sure, you about, sure that? about that? That's, that's yeah. him, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, okay. And I like him because he's sort of self-made. And I, once again, he's like one of the comedy people that are doing things I think are funny now. But, yeah, he has a couple shows and you see him on TikTok. <laughs> like, that's his. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's the stardom of comedy. Uh, but, yeah, we were talking before the show that the new Jennifer Lawrence movie is a R-rated yes. comedy. Uh, which is doing okay. Um I don't think it's doing great. <laughs> but it's Let doing, me look up Weekend Box it's Office. Doing okay. Indiana Jones did not do well. well. Nothing did well. Do you not think that, uh, my wife and I were talking about this earlier, do you not think they just tried to try too much too early? Like, it's too many movies right now. Well, uh, you know, so that's a, to me, that's a really good point because if you look, um, a guy did this great breakdown on TikTok, and I can't remember if I shared it to you or not. Uh, my main reason bringing it up is I want to give credit that this isn't my original idea. Mm-hmm. But he was showing, like, you go back 10 years ago, how many big movies were released in a summer. And it was, you know, this number we were used to. And he's like, it's like doubled or almost tripled now. Yeah. So well, they're just putting out way too much stuff, I think, that we're all just like, uh, okay, you know. Well, I mean, us, for example... My son, who's very young, um, saw all the trailers. So he was like, I want to see that new Pixar movie. I want to see Teenage Kraken. I want to see the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Meanwhile, I'm I'm saying, well, I want to see the new Indiana Jones. I might like to go see the new Fast movie, even though it looked horrible. Um, Yeah, just for how how bad it is. Yeah, just for how bad it is. Um, Nonetheless, I'm like, buddy, I can't go to the movies... (laughs) that much <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry well, like we can't do it we can yeah. go once a week or something but like that's that's a lot of movies in one little chunk. it is uh, i will tell you though that um when i was into amc the other day talking to them they were making sure because they've seen holden and i in there several times sure and this this young worker was like dude you really ought to consider tuesdays because it's way yes, cheaper that's when we go and i was like okay i didn't realize that oh yeah he's, we, like, yeah, we, dude. he's well, like come on tuesdays old cheapskate mcgee over here i we, we almost <laughs> always go on tuesdays because it is cheaper yeah okay yeah. so check this out here's here's kind of a quick breakdown so indiana jones and the dial of destiny was in 4600 theaters and it did 60 million dollars okay all right we now can't. Um, Spider-Man uh, is down to 3,400 theaters, okay. and um, it's it's still cl- it made 11 million, 11 and a half yeah. million this week, and it's, and what, it's up to three 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 nine eight seven one eight two one. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, Elemental uh, down 38 percent, 11 million this week. It's only made 89 million. I'm rounding up. Oh, that's not. Bad. It's not good though. It costs two hundred, I think. Yeah. Which now, blows no my hard mind. feelings. No reason it that's, should have cost that. That's much money. Jennifer Lawrence, right? Yes, that's the one we're no speaking hard feelings. of. Yeah. Okay, so it did this week. It did seven and a half million, and it's almost up to thirty million total gross. Okay. Now here's the thing about that movie. Short of her salary, I bet it didn't cost that much money. 
And that's why people yeah, used to love comedies. They loved them for the same reason they loved horror movies. You don't need a bunch of known people necessarily. Uh, if you do, of course, that starts to change things when they become famous. Okay. The but budget go, for the movie is $45 million. 45 million. Which it, that sounds to the layman, they're like, Jesus, that's cheap. Uh, for a studio movie, yeah, when most movies cost 150 to 200 million, it is. Well, yeah, and I bet she probably got paid 15 or 20 million. I was going to say it. she got at least three or four, six would be my oh, guess. Oh, I bet she got well because she may have taken a grade down because it's not a yeah. huge theater. I, I can I can also um, see her being like, you know what? I understand she's she's not stupid. She understands the economy right now of movies. Um, but she yeah. also understands her worth. So I, I'm, guessing, Dude, I'm guessing she, was she got... Paid, here's the where, report. Where, where, what 25 is million. Jesus 25 million. Christ. Maybe she's not. Never mind. I don't like her anymore. Now, this is, now, there's no confirmation of this. This is a report. People are even saying we we can't confirm it. But every, like, here's another one. Said she went down to 15 million. For yeah, this. That's what There's I was another expect. one that's saying I heard she did fourteen. So I mean so I, she seems pretty savvy. So my guess is yeah. she either looked at it and said, I am gonna cash in because everything's getting ready to crash. Yeah. Or that could be. Yeah, you're right. Or <laughs> I am I'm gonna, you know, take this. But yeah, to your point, you know, and as and like I said, I've just, you know, scroll flash is only up to oh. after however many weeks it's been out. <laughs> Um, it's it hasn't even broke a hundred million yet. I heard I read a thing earlier that said it's the uh, whatever with inflation. It's the biggest movie disaster in the last I don't know fifty years or something. Yeah, like yeah, and, and I'm gonna say it again for the people in the you cheap know what, seats. I've, it yeah. makes me mad because Michael Keaton is yes. so effing great I, in the movie, and I wanted more of him. Uh, I have <laughs> heard it. from people that I really respect that I listen to um, on the on the podcast or shows, um, just about unanimously have said it didn't deserve this. It's actually a good movie. Um, I, I, I'm telling you, other than that horrible special effects yes, yeah, that yeah, everybody's yeah. talking about, and now there's rumors coming out they did it on purpose as like an F.U., Yes, um, <laughs> to the audience, which I'm like, what is that about? But uh, no, it's even though it appears, I also, and I'm gonna say, you know, he's accused. Ezra Miller seems to be yeah. by accusation a horrible human being. Yes, I think that's what tanked um, myself, and I do. I think it tanked it a hundred thousand percent. And yeah. also, I am seeing a lot of people, a lot of people, who are very, very upset that they fired what they considered to be a really strong group of actors that were doing the Justice League stuff. Ah, uh, like yes. Gal Gadot, um, uh, Jason Momoa, yeah. Ben Affleck, all this stuff. There's a lot, and whatever, I, can, I always get his name wrong, and I don't want to screw it up. Henry Cavill. Confuse him with the weirdo uh, Henry Passion Cavill. of the Christ dude. Yes, Henry, Henry Cavill. I'm sorry Henry I was going to say the other one. No, no. All these people are, are beloved. You know, like we mm -hmm. suffered through some bad movies to finally get the Zack Snyder cut. It was great. Yeah. To re and, you know, the first Wonder Woman was amazing. I, I stand on that word. Yeah. Amazing. Second one Second was, was go-to-ass. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> so I'm hearing that, that the backlash was Ezra Miller slash what they have done firing all these people. And then yeah. word of mouth with this CGI, potentially they did it on purpose, has really set some well, people off. Well, I heard off. the so, director said it's supposed to look bad. Why? 
because the what, flag- dude, you're a director. You are a director. I I don't remember you ever telling me when you were showing me cuts of your film. Oh, this is supposed I to look real. I purposely made this look terrible. I don't remember. <laughs> or, you know what? I purposely made sure the actors couldn't act in this scene. <laughs> I or wanted you I to purposely, know. I purposely made the sound awful. So no one can hear. Now like, that I don't now buy that, that. I, did I don't accident. buy it, Joe. I don't buy it. Yeah, okay, that I can. No, if the dude he said, said uh, he we said, just screwed up, I would respect him more. He <laughs> said it's because the Flash is moving so fast that nothing he sees should look real because everything mm. is distorted within time. But nothing else looks that way when he's doing stuff. Oh, okay. Nothing. All right. Yeah, he's nothing. Of it, like there's other scenes where he's moving super fast. Looking at people fighting and they look so, like perfect. Can I spoil uh, one of my favorite shows? I really wish you'd try to listen to how this get made if you ever have time, Rob. I think you would really enjoy the show. Um, they did the movie Hypnotic this week. Do you have any interest in watching okay. Hypnotic? Can I spoil Hypnotic for you? Let me let me look it up real quick because off the top of my head, that's not jumping out to me. Robert uh, Ben Affleck, Robert Rodriguez movie, fairly new, just came out. What's it about? <laughs> it's inception. Determined to find his missing daughter, <laughs> Detective Danny Rourke finds himself spiraling down a rabbit hole while investigating a series of reality-bending crimes. Yes. Aided by Diana Cruz, a gifted psychic, Rourke simultaneously pursues and is pursued by a lethal specter, the one he believes holds the key to finding the girl. That sounds like... Goat ass. I don't well, have any interest in seeing that. It is a uh, it's a Robert Rodriguez <laughs> directed movie, and I you know I love and respect Robert Rodriguez. He makes some weird choices sometimes, but he also makes yeah. some great things, and I love his spirit. Um, but it's a Ben Affleck movie, and I bring it up because something you said <laughs> triggered me okay. when I thought about it. Trigger um, warning: the first, I think, half of the movie, maybe even two thirds of the movie, uh, is is not real. <laughs> it's not really happening. So it's, so it's, it's Bobby Ewing dream sequence? <laughs> kind of. It's kind of Inception. The movie wants to be Inception real bad. Okay, there's only one Inception. You can't uh, do that. So a hypnotic can make a person believe anything that the hypnotic wants them to believe, so much so that like they could believe they're uh, going into a bank and taking out a safety deposit box when they're just standing in a phone booth. Uh, or you know, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it leaves a lot of questions to be answered. Uh, nonetheless, the first uh, part of this whole movie, you find out, is not real. And Affleck's character had designed it from the get-go. And it was supposed to be a bad movie. He thinks he is a detective in a noir uh, during the whole first part of the movie. And it's a clumsy uh, bad noir, and they literally point out to you, the audience, they literally give you the finger and say, hey, you remember this last hour you just watched? It was bad on purpose. What do you think of that? <laughs> and like, uh, is that... I, I just, uh. what, like, what do you think about that? I just thought that is a really ballsy and weird thing to do, uh, because apparently uh, the, in the show they keep saying, like, not all, it, they wanted to be Inception so bad that Ben Affleck is barely audible underneath the score. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> like, you can't understand him. Like, he mumbles. And, like, and then when you find out it's because he's supposed to be a detective within this narrative dream that he was in, and he's a hardball detective, and that's why he talks like this. 
Okay. And then when he, he comes out of it, he's not. He doesn't talk. I don't know. I was just like, wow. I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe that movie existed. Really, it seemed like such a weird, weird thing to do. Um, I mean, like, I'm all for trying new things, but that just seems antagonistic. <laughs> yes, it really does. Be like, let's make a really bad movie, and then at one point, we'll let the audience know it's supposed to be bad. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, <laughs> nudge. <laughs> Don't worry. It, no won't, more. <laughs> it won't be bad anymore. Um, they did end up saying, though, you should watch it because it's so bonkers that it's worth watching. Uh, it's, it's highly, highly entertaining. Uh, and, to okay. think, and to think about the reality of it uh, was basically all their show was. And they just kind of tore apart <laughs> how it would not work in real life. I did want to yeah. say, uh, say, short of Tim Robinson, uh, who do you think? Who's the funniest person? I, I know this is reductive. You can't, I can't. It's reductive to say who's the funniest person of our generation. But let's just say the last 20 years. Who who's is, the funniest person who's the of the funniest, last 20 years? If you had to pick a top comedy, uh, who has been most influential, who's made the most laughs, I guess. I don't know. It could be on your own terms. Yeah, uh, that's tough for me because someone who's going to go right to the top of my list, and I bet there's no way you were thinking this, uh-oh. Um, not, just because of how we're defining it, I think John Oliver has been incredibly important hey. over the last 10, 15 years. That's taking good. very serious, horrible crap going on in the world and finding an entertaining way, funny to way to it. tell us about it and teach yeah. us about it. You're right on. Um, so he's there. he's high up on my list. I okay. Um, I had to put. I have. I know it's ahead. not. I know it's not quite. Uh, it's in the '90s, but I I would have to put Larry David on there because of oh, Seinfeld, absolutely because of well, Seinfeld. Dude, and he because is of still doing Curb Your Enthusiasm. Exactly right. Like, Seinfeld, like I always tell people that say, like, I miss Seinfeld. I want to be like, it's it's been on the air for <laughs> yeah <laughs> the last 20 years. It's just called Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, yeah. A new season will come out, and I don't, don't care about jump it. right on That's it. exactly and right. And then yep. one day, I find myself sitting down and watching it, and I cry Cracking laughing up. for yep. every episode. And I'm thinking, man, I can't wait for the next one. So... Larry David, I think, definitely has to go up there. Now, here's one I'll throw out that I, 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 I think I might get attacked a little on this one from you. Louis C.K.? Um, no, God, no. Oh, um, I, ne- I never found him funny. But, um, oh, really? I did. I, I, um, I found Louis I liked his funny. show Louis that he had on before yeah. it got big. Like, I mean, I it was his... like a one-room almost... Um, yeah. Almost like a play live. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, that. Yeah, the HBO one, Lucky Louie. Yeah. Yes, the HBO one I thought was good. So now again, I'm putting pop. I'm, I'm looking at impact, right? Okay. Impact. Okay. And the reach of the impact. And I'm going to say, wow, this is, I can't believe I'm saying this. Jimmy Fallon. Oh, no. Okay, let me say why. The, the Jimmy Ooh. Fallon show has like. Done everything from Metallica um, playing kids' instruments with the roots, doing Inner Sandman, to lip sync battles with famous celebrities we see come off their pedestal and look like, you know, for at least for a few minutes, like a normal human being. And it's massively popular. It's all over TV, it's all over YouTube, it's all over TikTok. I hate Um, to admit it because I'm such an alternative. you know, I want to be in the alternative comedy world, but you're not wrong. Right. Yeah, and I'm not, and I don't watch him. I don't watch his I don't show because 
I, it's nothing against Jimmy Fallon necessarily. It's just I haven't really liked late night TV since Conan and Dave left. I will same, tune in sometimes to watch here. Colbert. I will tune in sometimes to watch. You know, I mean, how can I, I be mad at Jimmy Fallon? He let Pearl Jam be the musical guest for an entire week one year. Like they yeah. come on every night and played a new song off their album. Eddie Vedder and him did the uh, the very famous "Balls in Your Mouth" song about <laughs> the pollution in the ocean. You know, so again, like I'm saying, this is not someone I'm personally into, but dude has had a massive impact in the comedy world true. for the last decade at so, least. What I mean, I uh, personally, my favorite, I I love Dave, but I think I love Conan more. Um, Yo, I think that's obvious from you. Uh, Conan's my guy. Like I, I, and I don't listen to his podcast as much as I should. Um, it's great, um, and someday I think I will. When I'm sick, <laughs> I'll do it. Um, <laughs> it's my thing. I keep saying this is a new thing I've started. <laughs> like things I want to watch. Um, but yeah, Conan had such an influence on me. Of like, well, like I said about Tim Robinson, I love comedy that isn't even. Conan has never taken jabs at anybody. He's not taken jabs no. at Trump. Like he, his comedy has always been. Like I said, it punches in. It it has always right. been the ridiculousness. It's Monty Python esque. It's just right. It's it's alternative as alternative can get. It's it's Abe Lincoln and bondage gear. <laughs> like <Right>. it's, <laughs> it's the masturbating right. masturbating bear. Like and then, <laughs> there's no it doesn't hurt anybody. Well, isn't, isn't Triumph the insult dog one of his kind of well, things? Well, Triumph that's that's Robert Schmeigel, and he would that Conan was a vehicle but he let it on Robert. his show and yes. stuff. Yes, yes, he was a he was a vehicle for Robert Schmeigel's uh, to go make fun of nerds in Star Wars in the line at Star Wars movies. Right. By, by the way, there's a TikTok about it shows. So remember when the Matrix was really cool. Before the, <laughs> before the second ones came out, you know? Yeah. And people thought it was going to be like the new Star Wars and like there were Matrix nerds. And there's this clip of Matrix nerds in front of a theater. <laughs> I don't know if it's because the new one's coming out. And they're dressed up as characters. I don't know how you can find this clip. Matrix nerds, Matrix one. Uh, and right. they go, they're going down a line and like, I'm an agent. I'm a runner. I'm an agent, and the last guy, he's got, like, duck work tape all over him. He goes, I'm a sentinel. <laughs> it's one of the funniest. It's like Fresco Jesus. Like, I think I could watch it at any time, and it would probably make me laugh. That's <laughs> uh, good. Um, uh, the, divisive, but I would say Will Ferrell should probably be on the list, as should uh, Apatow. Um, yeah, yeah. And Ryan Reynolds, I think, should probably be on the list. I don't agree with it, but uh, absolutely. Um, just his Deadpool movies alone. Yes. Now, what really, do you think about you know, uh, my boy Danny McBride? Where's McBride sit in this <laughs> this whole thing? Okay, so here here's an interesting. Like I, I, I am such a fan of Danny McBride, but I have to be in the mood because he is a yes. He is a very singular, and I don't mean this as an insult. He is a singular type of comedy. He His is, comedy yeah. to me is one note, yes. but it's one jazzy, weird note, and it's and, it's um, play, and he and, plays um, it different. He plays it differently. Yeah, yes, and it, so when I'm in the mood, there is nothing funny. Like for instance, this is the end was funny, 
but when he enters the scene, like that's eating what, all the food. That's what they talk the about on the rewatchables. They're direction. like, he steals the show is basically what they yeah, they, they concluded. Like he's the funniest person in the movie. <laughs> By Absolutely. Far. Yes. Uh, hey, hey, uh, I'm sure the Green Goblin can afford some more bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and as you probably know, um, now there was some hit and miss stuff in this, but I thought Kenny Powers, Eastbound and Down. Oh, I love, I love Eastbound and Down. Just hilarious. I mean, like, now I mean, I, to this day, I still think of lines from that where I'm just like, oh my God, he actually. Delivered that, <laughs> yeah, and it worked. Well, like, I will tell you, um, Vice Principals, I I liked a, a lot. I didn't, I, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I liked it. And some of the episodes were just. Hilarious. I think I watched the first season, maybe part of the second, and it kind of started going out of favor with me, which was sad because I love the two main characters, him and uh, Goggins. Well, I highly suggest that you watch the Righteous Gemstones. It, I don't think it I ever watched the first season, and I. When the first season ended, I was like, I feel like this is a pretty original kind of thing. I respect it, but I, I'm not getting the laughs out of this that I should. And I think it's because religion concerns me so much. Well, in I was going to say, maybe, maybe, it's because the, maybe it's because the content is they always win, and they are. Right. Well, I highly suggest you keep going if you can. It's basically, okay. it's, it's basically succession for poor rich people. Right. Like people right. that think they're rich, but they don't really realize they're not rich. Um, like right. The, like the gemstones. Um, the first season is really kind of weird, but I, I think it really... I love uh, I love the lady in it and her husband um, are both uh, comedy bang-bang regulars. And she is solid gold. I, I could watch the show just for her. But yeah, I would say keep going because there's some moments. <laughs> okay. There's uh, I've I got my I wanted to watch the last season is is on right now, but I wanted to uh, watch it with my wife, so I got her to start the first season. And about halfway through, I could see that she finally like got in the groove. There's a lot of penises. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of a lot of flaccid penises all over the all over the thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, she finally she got into it, and um, so now we're kind of cruising through it, and I'm having I'm having a good time revisiting it. Um, yeah, Louis C.K. I like John Oliver. Um, I think John Oliver and Conan might be my top two. Yeah, um, yeah, I could totally go with that. I'm trying um, to think of like who else. Me too. In comedy jokes. I will say, um, I don't know what we would put this as, Joe, but huh. whoever the team is that. Oh. Um, so a team is big here because it's writers, directors, yes. actors. But um, the boys, that that ah. group, well, um, you know, Rogan created some Rogan, real powerful comedy. Rogan and his boy uh, Evan Green. If you're talking about the comic book show, the boys. Yeah, that we all love, and we're yeah. waiting for the uh, next well, season to come that's out. That's Rogan. That's Rogan and Evan Goldberg. Like that's oh, him. God. A writing partner, wait, like they're oh, still wait in a it. Minute, wait a minute, Rogan. Okay, I thought you were talking about Joe Rogan. Oh no, no, it's I'm like, Seth. Oh god, I can't watch it now. Oh no, I, no, I love it's him. uh, it's Seth Rogan and his writing partner. <laughs> okay, the, so we're back to our old thing. This yeah, is the like Glass Great Troop. They're yeah. still there. Yeah, they're but now they've he's basically diversified himself and he produces shows all over the place. Um, I think he wrote that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie that's coming out. He did. He did. Oh, I just thought of someone who was big. I mean, the times kind of waned. But um, just hear me out on this. Mark Wahlberg. 
Ted movies and Entourage and Entourage. (laughs) That was a big span of comedy that had a lot of people paying attention. Um, True. You Uh, know, so I mean like that, and I'm saying that's over, but that period of time, I mean, there was, that was some big high comedy. I mean, dude, people couldn't wait to watch Entourage every Sunday night. I mean, like, I was one of them. I, I just it's rewatched true. the I did, series. It's true. I did, um. too. I wouldn't say um. I, like, looked at it for comedy. I, I, I almost watched it ironically. <laughs> or not ironically. The same reason well, I watched I mean, uh, you know, Well, I think we were supposed to. Don't you think? I feel like you and I got it for... Here's, yes. here's my yeah, take yeah, yeah. on this. And maybe it was written I feel like Entourage was written for people like us who get it. Yeah, um, and I think they assumed most people were like that, but it's kind of like American Psycho. You know, people watch it were like, "Yeah, man, that's us. That's how Wall Street is." And you know, Bale's yeah, like, I was gonna say it's like a score. So set. you're all they, serial killers and horrible human beings. You're basically saying, you're saying like, they, yeah, they did it Scorsese style. You're not supposed to uh, root for these people. <laughs> like it's it's no, uh, we were supposed yeah. to look at it and be like, oh and my be god, like, holy you're crap, you're an idiot. Pigs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're moron. You're so completely clueless, trashy ass people who just have a bunch of now, money. Like that's all it is. Shark probably hasn't. Uh, has probably turned it off. But just for him, I wanted to throw in Dan Harmon because he would probably say uh, Dan Harmon because of his community and Rick and Morty. Okay. And okay. all those things. Well, so that one's oh, for that one's for the uh, orca, about, orca himself. Is uh, Dan okay, Harmon? What about oh, the dude gonna be, who did? He's gonna be, might not, he might get salty. Orca's gonna be so upset. Orca, um, <laughs> orca reference. Orca, who but that the was for hell you. Are you? <laughs> that was for you, Dan Harmon. Go ahead. Um, what about the dude who did? Um, shit, Evolution. I'm get all his shows wrong. Two and a half men. Big Bang Theory. Uh, oh, didn't he have a couple oh. other shows? Chuck yeah, Lorre or Chuck whatever? Chuck Lorre. A lot of people do love that guy. Dude, he was huge for a while. I mean, he his was. shows were like, they was like, that was just bankable money. It's like he was printing, like he was a printing press. His can shows were up, so big. Can you, you know look, up I mean? Seth, uh, look up Seth Rogen? I have a feeling Seth Rogen might be our guy. If you look at every movie he's been in and things he's produced... I yeah. bet I bet we'll be shocked about uh, his his reach into. Comedy. Oh, and by the way, I'm gonna have a hot take on him. I thought that he was actually quite funny and good in his take in the Green Hornet. Okay. I, I'm just gonna say it like I was it great? No, but it was pretty damn funny. Okay. It's like it made fun of itself and him and. So I'm just saying, like, that's Might considered ahead one of, of his worst things he ever did. You <laughs> yeah. know, so... Okay, so let's look at here. I'm looking up... Wow, it's, that's going to take a minute. I was going to say, has, it's a lot. He's a, he's a worker, man. He is a worker. He is. Um, and let, he is, so, I think, part of the reason marijuana became legalized is because... People, oh, absolutely. People saw him and was like, you see all the stuff this guy gets done? And he's constantly I mean, let, let me just, well, let me Let me just throw out. I'm going to hit... Um, just highlight because it would take. I couldn't read everything. We'd be sitting here all day. Sure. Okay, so let's just do super bad. This is the end. Knocked up. Pineapple Express. Yeah. Um, he's doing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sausage Party. Yep. Um, funny people. Yep. Zach and Mary make a porno. 
underrated. He had a all heck. I love that movie. He evidently is has a small part or is part of Fablemans. Yes, um, yes. He's the father. good boys. No, he's a good brother. <laughs> um, Kung Fu Panda. Yep. Uh, Shrek. The Disaster Artist, Fanboys. I mean, like I said, I'm just trying to hit all yeah. the... That, that's just the movies. Now, let's look at the TV shows he's had a hand say, in. Because yeah, I, I just say, saw I that. His, uh, production and or writing credits. Because he Okay, so when we come to TV shows, you know, like... Because this is all over. Freaks and Geeks, right? He's yeah, in Yeah, he's in it, yeah. Uh, Pam and Tommy. Oh, Preacher. Yeah. Future oh, yeah. Man. Mm-hmm. Eastbound and Down. Arrested Development. Uh, he had, he did a Twilight Zone episode. Um, then he one. was on the Chef Show with John Favreau. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, watched I'm just that. Here, like, I watched that one. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, then uh, Steve Jobs, the making of Steve oh, Jobs. Yeah, yeah. He was in on that. Uh, Light of, Night of the Living movie. Carrots, Monsters <laughs> versus Aliens. That's right. He's um, great. In that. He's the boss. Yeah, I mean, like the comeback uh, with Lisa Kudrow. He had he was in the league. He had a hand on. Oh yeah, yeah. He's um, oh my god. If you see his yeah. league episodes, if yes. people haven't watched the yeah. league, go back and watch the league. If you haven't, watched yeah, the league, absolutely. Folks, that show great. was ahead of its time too. So yeah. I mean, so I think Phine- Phineas and Ferb. He had some stuff to do with that show. <laughs> um, and he is credited, and I love this as being part of that Princess Bride home movie during lockdown. <laughs> so, and then he was in the show Undeclared, which I loved and watched. Uh, uh, Koppel and I were huge fans of Undeclared. Um, I don't know if you remember that show. Yeah, oh yeah. I, did. I don't think I watched it, but I remembered it. You know. Yeah, we were huge fans. And I think there was only one season of it, which was BS. They definitely deserved more. Yeah. But So my point is... I think you're can right. You, I think you got to put can Rogan you look on up, maybe at the top. Can you look up what he's produced uh, TV shows? Because yeah. That, that would be a totally Rogan different list because I didn't even – Preacher was the only one <coughs> I heard on there that I know he produced that wasn't – I don't think he's in Preacher. Okay, never, so here it is. Seth Rogen producer credits. Oh okay, so let's see what all I can get here. So TV. films he produced, This is the End, Neighbors, The Interview, Teenage Mutant oh, Ninja Turtles, Neighbors Long great. Shot, and Long Sausage Shot's Party. Great. Long Shot's great. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Um, yeah. so, A little long. Yeah, he has his own production company, Point Grey. Him That's and right. Evan, you know, Point founded Grey. it in 2011. Yeah. Um, yeah, Point let's Grey see Productions. Seth Rogen, TV producer. Let's see if we can get something yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say, just look up Point Grey Productions. That would probably be cover of... <coughs> All right, so his TV production, Platonic, Freaks and Geek. Well, they're listing everything here. They're not doing the... Yeah, just look up. Can you look up uh, Point Grey? What shows does he produce? Okay, here we go. He produces um, Good Boys. Long... No, that's still doing... No, See, that's still... They're all given, like... They're doing anything he's produced. I can't get just TV shows, it appears. You, uh, just, just look up... Uh... Just Point Grey production. <coughs> What's it called? Point Grey isn't that his production company? Just yeah, Point just like, Grey production. Like leave his name okay. out of it. Just put Point Grey. Right, right. Okay, and we'll see what happens. Point Grey production. Future Joe cut out the <laughs> the last uh, 30, 10 seconds. Point. There we go. Okay, so Point Grey. It's saying 
is a film and television company. Okay, so let's see what I can get here. Um, Here's some they're not music. doing a great job of breaking it down by TV. Wait, here we go. That's all right. Preacher, Future, uh-huh. Man, Future Man, Black Monday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Boys. The Boys. Invincible. Oh, Invincible. Santa so Inc. good. Have you watched Invincible? <coughs> Seen what? Uh, Invincible. Have you watched Invincible? No. Oh, my God. No. And it's renewed for seasons two oh, and three. So good. Invincible's great. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. What's it on? It's on Prime. Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll check that out. Santa Inc., Pam and Tommy, uh, mm-hmm. The Boys Presents Diabolical. Diabolical. Oh, yeah. The cartoons. Short things. Yeah, yeah. And then he's got a documentary series coming out this year, if not already, called Paul T. Goldman. It'll be on Peacock. <laughs> I think I know what He's got about. Gen V coming out. It's in post-production. So he's still in going development. strong. Sausage Party, Foodtopia, Fear Agent, Ooh. Console Wars, <laughs> Untitled Showbiz Comedy Project on Apple TV, Darkwing Duck on Disney, Holy Tailspin crap. on Disney. That's so, all upcoming. That's all upcoming. He's been he's yeah. been in the thick of it. He's been man, quarter century he's been hitting it hard. Yeah, I think you're right on the money. It's funny because you know, like the stereotype of a stoner is lazy, no work ethic, couch potato, tea watch couch TV potato. all day. And then yeah. you look at and, and you look at him and it's like this dude is a workhorse. Like he is just a workhorse. <laughs> Like he does not like to eat. Not to mention, he, not he, like he to sleep builds in. super expensive stoner gear oh, yes. I was and sells that shit, too. Sells it for so, ridiculous I mean, amounts of money. Yeah, for ridiculous amounts of cash. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I'm I, with that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm with you. I think you were right. Seth Rogen, we, we mentioned a bunch of important players. But Rogan yeah. sits on the top of the mountain, as far as I can see. He right really now. is. He yeah. like he he came up through the uh, from the Apatow Will Ferrell. It was like Adam McKay Will Ferrell were the kings for a minute, and uh, yeah, and, and he came up through that, and then basically broke off and was like, I can do this myself. <laughs> so that's what I think. It's like it looks like he took the best stuff from Apatow, McKay, Sandler, whoever, mm-hmm. and then put it into his Kevin own Smith. work ethos. Yeah. He Kevin with, Smith. He worked with. He, yeah, he's worked with all these guys who set the genre he loves, and then he's like, "Okay, now I'm going to do my thing with it." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's funny when you say this. I'm sitting here really thinking how impressed I am by Seth Rogen. I am too. You know I didn't. I, mean? I didn't honestly did not think I would come to this conclusion. <laughs> no, I didn't either. I didn't. I really thought and, it would know, end up being Larry David or Conan. Well, like, uh, and think you know. too out of that group, um, you know, because of the high profile stuff. Jonah Hill gets a lot of um, love, and he should. He should, you know, yeah. I mean, he's done Moneyball. He did Wolf of Wall Street. You know, dude. And I'm sure he did some big stuff. And, he has but, a few, but things not like this. He, no, he has a few things that he produced on Netflix. I think. I think some mm-hmm. of his the shows, movies that he's been in. He probably had a hand in making. He's had the, but he has not had the impact. <laughs> no. Whatsoever that that Rogan has, and most no. of those shows you mentioned, The Boys. Oh yeah! Please write it down. Invincible. It's so good. You'll love it. You'll you'll burn through it. You're gonna watch the entire. I guarantee you, you're gonna watch the entire series, whatever night you choose to watch it. Okay. You're just, you're just gonna go through it. They're half hour. I literally just wrote it down in, in my grade book, so I have to see it. <laughs> oh, you're gonna. Did, you are gonna love it, dude. I can't believe I can't believe we never talked about it. It's so good. It might. It's the boy. What's it's the, the premise cool. of it? Um, 
young boy, um, young boy, average father, finds out his father is basically Superman. And that oh, he, okay. And that he probably has these powers, too. Um, oh. And it's him, like, trying to figure out what he is. But the actual story and where it goes and the, I don't want to call them twists, but when you find out what's really happening, it is so dark. And I, I'm, I'm trying to think when they actually tell you, it might be the first episode. But w- when you figure out what it is, you'll be like, oh, crap. I'd say something else if I wasn't on the radio. <laughs> um, hey, by the way, radio time is up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be on the podcast. Look it up, uh, 20 and 21, uh, wherever podcasts are found. That's the name of the show, even though it's still chilling with pods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I, you know, I, I don't want to mess with it. It's there. People that listen to it know yeah, where it's at. Yeah, exactly. It's chilling with Bob Dylan. Whatever. We'll see you next week, everybody. Um Okay, no, so when you watch Invincible and you figure out that uh, our boy, J.K. Rowling, uh, Rowling, <laughs> J.K. Simmons, J.K. Simmons, is, uh, is the super Superman type fellow. Um, oh, I he, love him and everything he does. He, oh, he's, he's so good. You're going to, you are going <laughs> to love it. It's like, uh, I am, like, as soon as I hear his name is attached to something, I'm like, gotta give it a chance. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my boy, uh, Jason Manzukas from How This Get Made is, uh, one of the characters. He's like a little sleazebag hero in this little group of heroes. Um, but, oh my God, I can't wait for you to watch it. It's going to be great. Don't let Holden watch it oh, with okay. you. Um, watch it first before you do that because it is, oh yeah, we're off the air. Uh, it is, or not off the air, but we're off radio. Uh, it is fucked up. I mean, some fucked up shit happens in it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it, it is like bloody and. Whoo, the, whoo, the, the, yeah, I have a feeling I may be starting this today or tonight. You you really should, and let me know as soon as you do. I'm, I'm really curious okay. to hear your take on it. I can it. do it is, that. It's, it's great. So uh, I can do that. Uh, hey, I heard you had a hot take, and now that we're just on okay. the uh, podcast, I yeah. forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I didn't no, purposefully. No, 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 no. It's okay. And it's probably no. It's probably best to come here. Because only I Bill, want to make this clear. Only, Bill G, only OG's going to hear this one. Maybe Orca, yeah, if he's still, if he's still listening. And a guy in Russia who comes and goes. Yes, um, I have the feeling the Orca's not listening anymore. To okay, so, so and I done. wish he was here because I need some confirmation on this. Ah. But here, here is, here's where my thoughts started. Okay. Okay. And Eastwood, seriously, if I start... If I start getting myself in trouble, please just shut me the fuck up. I swear, I mean that. I am worried about what I want to say because Uh-oh. I need to say it right. <laughs> I need to say it right. Is this so, about okay. affirmative action? Well, it's it's tied to all this kind of stuff. It really is. Okay, so here, here, here. Follow me down this rabbit hole of how I got here. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, so I am. You know me. You you and I have been close friends since we were. Since I was 18, 19 years old, right? And I think mm-hmm. as the years have went on, we've only got closer. So you know me. Yes. I am 110% <laughs> for inclusion. Yeah. I'm completely disgusted by the Supreme Court decision mm-hmm. of affirmative action. I mean, I have all these problems. Now, having said that, pop culture is really starting to screw things up, I think, with their desire to cash in on the need for affirmative action in films and yes. TV. Yes. Okay. So let me follow you how I got here. 
Okay. First, I started thinking about the Daisy Ridley Star Wars stuff. Uh huh. And everybody lost their minds because we now had a female Jedi lead. And I did not have a problem with her. I liked Ray. I think they could have done amazing things with Ray. I think they shortchanged Ray. Yeah. Okay. Now. Let's flash forward a Ray, second. Ray got, I loved, Ray got kneecapped by a thug about half, one third of yeah, the way through her journey. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. They had so much, and so, and you know, Ahsoka is coming out soon. Who is one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever? Mm-hmm. Um, I lo- I know you haven't watched the shows on principle, no, I've but tried. when she shows no. up in Mando and Book of Boba, she's amazing. I don't know if you ever saw her in the Clone Wars. This the character of Ahsoka yeah, Tano yeah. Mm-hmm. is just freaking amazing. Okay, so I'm excited about that coming out now. Right. Miss Marvel, I I enjoyed Miss Marvel. There's there is a history to have Miss Marvel. She there's comic books about Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. Here's where I here's where I start getting a little frustrated, or not frustrated, confused. I haven't seen the movie, but I have been seeing articles pop up that in the Indiana Jones movie, there is a black FBI agent woman in the sixties, like nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, I've seen a photo of her. Okay, first of all, there were no women FBI agents till like 1974. There's a black woman who's the first one. Second, the women, the the black people that I can find through through some research who were working with the FBI and the CIA in the 60s were often brought on just to infiltrate the Black Panthers and try to bring them down. Aha, uh-huh. yeah. That's not a good look. So <laughs> no. so I, I'm trying to figure well, you're, out. You're doing. I think you're doing the shark thing. If you want some uh, some realism, well, uh, here's my which problem. I guess okay, you hey, know. But well, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, hey, hang on. Let me. So here's my thing. Indiana Jones is a set of movies that came out in the early '80s about the 1930s <laughs> with an ultra white dude doing ultra white dude stuff. <laughs> yeah. And now we have a female protagonist crammed into the story, which is never fit. It, I mean, I'm not saying it shouldn't be included. I'm saying we jam in this female protagonist. <coughs> Sorry. And we jam in this um, historically inaccurate portrait of a black woman into the story. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting if here Shark's thinking. List, if Shark's listening right now, he's so he he's seen the movie. He said he liked it. He's like foaming at the mouth to tell you. Some, I know he's probably going to just kill like, me. And I'm he's going to be like, I you know that it. actually in 1960, blah blah blah, that such and such was a. And I'm willing to say that, but here's what I'm ultimately going to. <laughs> I feel like Hollywood is purely trying inclusion in the wrong places, and it's working against them. Yeah, and for true inclusion, why don't they create awesome transgender characters, awesome LGBTQ you know characters, awesome women characters, awesome black characters in new, fresh stories that truly highlight and celebrate them, instead of jam- jamming them into things where they don't seem to fit, which only makes people who are on the fence about these issues. Yes. More uncomfortable and more angry. I understand. Like you're your not point. doing the favor. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And again, I, I haven't seen the movie. I could be wrong. I. Uh, but I'm I just not... sitting here thinking you're not doing what you think yeah. you want to do. If you're trying I, to get uh, 
middle class white dudes to come over and go, you know what? Damn right women are equal and damn right black women are important. That is true, but this is not working. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. That's yeah, my kind of hot take. I, I, I understand your point. I, I, I get where you're coming from and I have, I can, I cannot recall specifics, but I do know, uh, in the past, whatever, six months, I've had conversations where I'm like, that's not the best thing for the movie. Like that would not ever be the reality of the situation. Um, but right. since I, I can't think of the very specific thing, it's come and gone, but I do understand. I, uh, I like that they're doing it, but like you said, it should be its own original thing. And let me throw out something that someone's done uh, that's their own original thing. Uh, there's a fellow named Boots Riley who I love. Remember yep. the remember yep. the rap the rap ver the rap verse I had you read on air one day. Yep. By yep. Boots Riley that was that's just so like the best rap lyric the best yes. rap verse of it's all time. So I think. Powerful. Yes. He has a new show on Amazon Prime called I'm a Virgo. I've watched about the first I've heard about episodes. this. I have heard about this because he did that great movie. Sorry to bother where you. He, yes, yeah. yes. 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 Now you're talking my language. This now, is th what Hollywood needs to be doing. Yes. This guy. Okay. Uh, I don't want to. I, I don't want to say he's a genius because people say that all the time. It doesn't really hold weight anymore. Yeah. We've almost destroyed uh, the word. I agree. He is a. Uh, just life's work creator. Like he is, so Virgo, I'm a Virgo is essentially about like a 16 foot boy, uh, a, a black kid who you go through his childhood super fast. It, it's this world that it's not our world. It's a world much like ours, but he has created this kind of anything goes world. And this kid is just giant and his parents try to keep him hidden. Of course, they build him his own giant house to kind of, keep him locked away uh, from the world because they're afraid what's going to happen when the world sees him. Of course, he sees people in the world, goes out to them, and the kids he approaches are pretty nonplussed by him. They're just like, hey, dude, what's up? Man, you're big. Whoa. <laughs> like, but, okay. they, the, okay. but they become his friends. And he, it, I told him, I was telling my wife, it is like a strange and spectacular uh, premise in a very ordinary uh, story. Um, but what starts happening is um, people see him. You know, they see him out and about. He goes to try fast food for the first time. Uh, he gets the big, the big bang burger, or whatever it's called, and he's just like, "This is disgusting. I can't believe you people eat this." Like it's, he's been sheltered. He's been in this bubble his entire life. But what happens immediately is people start coming, saying, "Hey, I'm a sports agent. I'm going to make you." Uh, star, you're going to be a millionaire, blah, blah, blah. And then the next day, he will just see on the news, the NBA has outlawed the L.A. Giant. He cannot ever play basketball. And he's like, I never even tried to play basketball. So do you see where okay. it's going? Do you see where it's yeah, going? <laughs> like They yeah, are basically like from birth telling this kid, like, no, you can't do that. Nope. I, right. uh, I, you just heard about this thing? Nope, not for you, buddy. Like, that right. can't be your life. Um, and it's just this right. kind of... Uh, magical realism, which you know I'm a fan of well-done magical realism. Yes. But it's a yes. bit of that, and it's just, it's a kind of a mundane story about an extraordinary thing, uh, and it's just got lots of subtle uh, morality. So, and, uh, okay, it, so I have to tell you really this. Good. 
the English geek in me is so excited for this because as soon as you brought it up, two things popped in my mind. Okay. One, there's an incredibly famous um, Kurt Vonnegut story called Harrison Bergeron. Mm-hmm. And it's set in the future, like in 20, 2135 or something. And the opening line of the, of the story is basically something like, in 2135 in America, all people are equal. And then you go forward and find out that beautiful people have to wear a bag over their head. Um, ballerinas have to wear weights on their body. Like, we have made everybody <laughs> oh, equal oh, yes. by making everybody... By making them, yeah. Like, yes. And this boy, Harrison Bergeron, is like seven foot tall, super strong, super good looking. And he breaks out, kind of goes crazy on national TV... Demands he's going to be himself, which then problematically declares, I am emperor. Um, and, <laughs> and then is shot and killed on TV by the government. Okay. It, it, that's it. That's the story. Yeah. It's, it's just, okay. So I got that feeling. Then uh, in 2018, this collection of short stories came out called um, Friday Black. And I cannot pronounce this guy's name. Um, Abdinja, I, I cannot pronounce his name. I hate mm. that. The collection of short stories is magical realism set. We're in an alternate United States. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, the one story is it's Black Friday, and people at the mall actually kill each other to oh get the stuff they want. Cut heads <laughs> off, shoot each other, and the workers just sit there like, yeah, it's normal. This black kid, um, all the protagonists are pretty much black in the story. The author's black. Um, the protagonist goes to a lunch break is just walking over corpses in the mall. Oh As God. if it's completely normal. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a white guy who kills seven children with a chainsaw and says it was self-defense. And, of course, he gets set free. And there's a channel like Fox News who actually like calls him the N-word. And that's normal on TV. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, my point is, as soon as you brought this up and him, who I love his work, I'm like, oh, my God, we got... Black Friday, Harrison Bergeron in a new fresh way. I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I've I've really enjoyed it. Like I said, it's it's mundane and also extraordinary all all at the same time. But it's, see, uh, this but coming see, this of is age. My point. It's and I don't. And here's the thing too. You know me cynically. I I know in my heart of hearts that the majority of Hollywood does not have good intentions about inclusivity. <laughs> no, they see no. it as a market to exploit. Exactly. Yeah. And and to put a cap on and pretend they care. And I feel yeah. like they're doing a disservice. So that was part of my rant, too. It is, is a like, disservice. If yeah. I was a person of color or a woman or LGBTQ, I think, I think, you know, obviously I'm not that. I think I would be really disappointed and offended. At, this is what you're calling mm-hmm. your attempt at inclusivity and diversity. It's pretty condescending and yeah. um, half-assed. You know, so I, uh, I tend to agree with you. Yes, it is. I think it is a money grab, and I think it is a disservice. Um, but we are very much out of time, and I would like to say the holdup on the re-edit uh, of Three Knee Deep. I don't know if I yeah I talked about the Tribeca letter. Uh, the holdup on the re-edit of Three Knee Deep is I have recast OG with a gay fella. All right, we'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs>